0: Sarah Belmont and with me as always is our Mr. Producer Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will?
1: Doing very well, Sarah. Happy Thanksgiving
0: week. Happy Thanksgiving week. It's it's here. And you know, yeah. it's uh I was I was going through all of my most recent Thanksgivings, and it's been a lot of uh differences.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's been like the the 2020s <laughs> it's been a very different year, and I know I know you're you're you and your family. It's the same way where yeah. just like man, we get to this decade and suddenly Thanksgivings are like all over the place, and there's yep. different memories attached to them. But
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it was funny. I, you know, to to that, to that point, I was, I was, you know, like I, I, into last week, I was having mixed feelings, you know, holiday blues or whatever. But then, but then after yesterday, when I went to the store and like, did the, you know, did the shopping list and what I'll you know? Started planning the menu with, with my wife and stuff, and it was like, oh, you know and, I, and she was like, something's missing, and I was like, yes, you forgot to put cranberry sauce. And that's when I realized I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm back in the game here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all it took was cranberry sauce. <laughs>
1: yeah, just remembering that she left cranberry sauce off the, off the, uh, off the menu. Uh, that, that was sort of like, okay, you got to snap me out of the holiday blues, oh. and, 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 uh, so yeah, and then of course just. You know, always, yeah, I know we're recording a night earlier this week because of the holidays and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's always, always, always look fondly on, on, on these days, you know, holidays like this too, even though, like I said, mixed feelings about Thanksgiving and holidays and stuff, but then always very thankful that we are doing this together because, uh, you know, the, the joy of comic book. TV shows and movies and stuff is always something to be thankful for. And, and talking to talking to someone who is nerdy as I am and, and and having fun doing it. So for our listeners, happy Thanksgiving.
0: We're all very thankful for the ongoing weekly discussions, as weekly as we can make it. It's just weird now that I think about it too. Um, this is the first year, and I saw this on Twitter this week. Mm-hmm. But this is the first year where I'm just like, man, we're really not doing the CW stuff anymore. There's no uh-huh. like, time of year is usually when they start at least airing an episode or two where it's a big break before the big crossover event that occurred yep. at least the last four years, leading up to the end of various shows. It's just like this is the first year where I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, it's it's a bit quiet.
1: (laughs) It is. It's it's weird. I know uh, that you mentioned that because as as we were planning for, uh, basically the last for this month and and for and for next and as far as our shows, it it, yeah. I think you you I think you mentioned it then and 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 when we were discussing it and and here now that we're actually going to be talking about Invincible and and uh, Adam Eve tonight. It's like yeah. It's like. There's no CW, and and really, and and with the strike ending and and word about Superman and Lois definitely coming to an end, and really no more DC content on TV as far as broadcast television. Um, yeah, it really is uh, closing out an era.
0: Oh yeah, as when the finale of Superman and Lois airs, that's when it'll really hit us like mm-hmm. a. month. Maybe after that of like, yeah, that what kind of built the whole premise of this, of our discussions about the Arrowverse specifically, has now totally taken a turn on its head. And now that's the least amount of content content driving. And and we've, of course, have done other things, um, all genre. So we've definitely moved more towards a genre. Yeah movie podcast as opposed to just comic books but um now it may be quiet but i do appreciate how disney plus last year they had the guardians of the galaxy christmas special and this year they're coming they've come up with their own like 20 day 21 days of christmas except <laughs> they've they've narrowed it down to i believe nine nine yep. what if Episodes that are going to drop daily throughout, like starting the week of the twentieth of December.
1: Yeah, December twenty second. The-
0: okay, okay. Yep. Yep. So and and they dropped the trailer of this what if Christmas holiday event. Um, I so surprisingly, I do remember really liking episodes of what Mm -hmm. if i didn't like the entire season um it was definitely hit and miss but that's what you can expect with a show that it's not one big arc well it kind of is but it's also you're getting various chapters that are somewhat connected but Mm -hmm. telling their own individual stories so definitely like hit and miss um but still very interesting storytelling that they're allowed to do in this what if universe and looking at the trailer we got for season two they're they're just keeping pace in my opinion um they're just keeping track it's what i expected from a season two trailer there wasn't anything too surprising um but but yeah it'll i'll be curious what they can do to surprise me in this with this new season um uh, because i think the first season definitely i went in with lower expectations and now my expectations levels has like moderately been adjusted
1: agreed agreed and um and, and speaking of like turning the page to different and newer things really noticed with this trailer how much more of uh phases 4 5 and 6 characters were were in it yeah um and especially now that we're in the multiverse saga, and, and the Watcher talks about how the how we, you know, I think it's the multiverse is is it broken or, or or I can't I can't remember the exact wording, but I mean it, it, they fully acknowledge that here's where we are with in, in what if season two and and seeing all those characters that we've seen in in, in recent films and and Disney Plus TV shows, so I'm, I'm very excited. For um, having you know, having this like over the holidays because um, you, you, there is um, uh, you know dropping these things nine nine days it, it really is like the twelve days of marvel yeah. <laughs> and,
0: uh, <laughs> it really seriously is I mean I think that was yeah. intentional
1: it totally um, was I, I, yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah and I think honestly maybe you know, after this is maybe a good way for, for Marvel to just sort of end the year. Hopefully on a high note, I agree with you. Some of the what if episodes from season one did hit better than others. Uh, But um, hopefully overall this, these nine episodes will be very strong and, and will lead into, uh, uh, into the new year when we, we, when we get echo uh, at the beginning of of 2024 and, um, and, and, yeah, and fans will have 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 good feelings about the MCU as we close out 2023 because it's it's definitely been a roller coaster ride this year.
0: Yeah, next year will be very interesting because it's <laughs> Echo and then Deadpool 3 and that's it, right?
1: Um Echo Deadpool 3. Yeah, cuz Captain America got pushed back to 2025. Yep. yep. And there's, um, there's going to be a yeah.
0: drought. Yeah. <laughs> drought. So, but at the very least it can leave fans wanting more. Um, which takes us to the other trailer that dropped since our last podcast recording that I did watch. I did <laughs> and I've watched multiple reactions to because this trailer <sighs> it's a comedy, right? Like this is a comedy. This has to be a joke because it's hilarious. The Madam Webb trailer is freaking yeah. hilarious. I will not see it in theaters. I've not seen any of the Sony Spider-Man movies, neither in theaters, out of theaters at all. Well, but their trailers are always hilarious.
1: They are. Yeah. <laughs> any of the Spider-Man adjacent films, I'm just saying. I mean, the only, the only Sony things I've seen in the theater really is the Spider-Verse. And, but,
0: right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. but I don't. I can't put that. It's a, it's a different thing. I have to isolate yeah. it because it's, it's animated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whole it's, it's yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then of course there's the, you know, the, the MCU tie in with, you know, since they loaned Peter over to, over to, to Disney for their, right. their joint effort. So yeah. Um, other than, yeah, now I can't, yeah, at least, at least a modern Spider-Man. Well, again, I'll say Spider-Man adjacent because, that's all they've really released recently with Venom and now this Madam Webb something. And I think the best thing I heard speaking of reactions and stuff was, um I don't know if it was Broca or who I can't remember who said it, but they were like with Dakota Johnson, um, they could tell whenever she is into a role or not. And they were, and the reactor was like, she clearly is not into this, into this at all. And it's also, I, don't, I know I haven't seen Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria. I know you could speak more to her acting abilities, and, and but everything I've heard about her, she's a phenomenal actress, but it, it just seems like both of them are, maybe this is one of those ones where they're just casting checks, but somehow well, Sony keeps making these Spider-Man adjacent movies, and they somehow, other than Mor- Morbius, make bank. So,
0: Well, I mean when you they they haven't released too many of them. I mean yeah. Craven hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um Craven I think is going to come out before Madam Web. Um the only movies that have made bank in this universe of sorts is the Venom movies.
2: So yeah,
0: two. Yeah. So so it'll be I'm curious to see if Craven makes bank or makes some more money than Mobius did. And, and same with Madam Webb, just because I think, I think Mobius that kind of scared them that had to have been like, Oh, great. Well, (laughs) but we've already invested money in these other projects. So we have to go through with them. So, so um, some people, I, I like the reactions who were, who, who just pointed out. Man, this is why I was rooting against Venom making bank. <laughs> because now here <laughs> we are. Now we're stuck. As soon as Venom <laughs> yeah. made the money it did, yeah. this is what we get in return. And And so now in my head, like, if these two movies, if neither one of them makes money or profit, then, yeah, I don't think... I don't think they're going to be doing these one-offs anymore. I think they'll continue with Venom mm-hmm. however much longer they can with Tom Tom Hardy, but they're they're not going to be still pulling the characters left and right and thinking just because it's semi-tied to Spider-Man, it'll make money because obviously, I mean, three times. But yeah, gonna, yeah, now, Sony, the- Sony has done stupider things, so I don't yeah. know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is like, and the thing is, it's like they in this trailer they try to, you know, they they have this like made up Spider Man character trying to like fool us into thinking that it's like, oh, we're gonna have a Spider Man in this film, and it's like, no. And I so heard,
0: I heard he was a legitimate character. He's not made up.
1: I, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah.
0: Careful. Well, I've heard.
1: I've, I've heard different. <laughs> I things.
0: heard he was actually a real and a really interesting character. They just did him very dirty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, I think they put him in a. I, I heard that there's a there's a real character, but they put him in a Spider-Man uniform to like yeah, make it yeah. make it look right, like
0: spider right. Right, you, yep. but I don't. I think maybe I don't know how many people were fooled by that. That would that would be like, I I think fake fans. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> in sure, my opinion. Sure.
0: But yeah. Just, no, yeah. I think his name is like Ezekiel or something. But so, no, yeah. he's a legitimate character, and I. And one of the reactions I watched, they broke down, actually, what his story is in the mm-hmm. comic books. And okay. it's really interesting. But what they're giving us, and what I have come to understand is the premise of this movie, just basically Terminator, a watered-down yeah. version of Terminator, that's trying to kill to. Peter Parker's parents.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what I gathered to you, and it's just like, uh, Okay, yeah, this, this, yeah, I'm, well, I still have, you know, I, I have, I'm very, I have not watched a single minute of Venom, one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as far as the films themselves, now, granted, I know he showed up in, you know, he showed up in, um, what was it? Uh, yeah, yeah No Way Home. Uh, um, but beyond that, I haven't seen any of that live action. Um, but, uh, you know, of these films, I mean, Craven, I actually may give a shot. Because I think Craven's coming later. I think this one's coming is, is February or March, and then I think Craven is like in is, isn't it? I know they moved the the release date around to
0: well, mid, I not, October. Well, I am not keeping track of when these yeah. Sony movies are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot rely on me for that.
1: Okay, I want to say we had it on the. I think I had it on one of our news items, and then I struck it off because we were like, no, let's just leave the Sony movies alone. <laughs>
0: Let's just, let's just let them be. They will come out when they come out. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna dip your toe in, just let tell me know. all about it because I I refuse. Yeah.
2: Let <laughs> I us re- know. Let us know.
0: Let us know. <laughs> um, that is it for trailer news, and we do have some casting announcements. and, cl- and sticking with the MCU, it has. I, I don't know if it's being confirmed, but like it's 99% chance that Pedro Pascal is going to be our Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four movie. Yep. Um.
1: Yeah, I which, think it's just a scheduling issue at this point. I think that's what they're which, really trying to just work out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean the the man is in everything these days, and Last of Us season two is priority num- numero uno. If mm-hmm. the MCU gets in the way of that. I will throw it. <laughs> I will, I will right. watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Last of the season two, we needed it yesterday. So can we like get going yes. on that project? Got it? Okay. Priorities.
2: Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> um, exactly. But exactly. It, but like scheduling stuff aside, what was your honest thoughts when you heard this news?
1: I was ecstatic. I have to be honest. I, I mean, yeah, I was, I, I was like, if, and I think I even may have like tweeted this, uh, if you're, if, if you're going to get folks excited about the MCU again, <laughs> then this was the news that, that will probably do it because right now Pedro Pascal is like, he can do no wrong as far as, uh, as far as any kind of IP. I mean, he, and, and the thing about him is, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Last of Us, uh, even, even, even the dreadful Wonder Woman 84. I mean, if he that he actually made that film watchable, I mean, as far as just being able to stick with it to the end. Um, so he, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he. He's he, he, I, I was like I said, I was very excited with, with news of his potential casting for this, and hopefully, you know, and as, and, and as we noted, um, you know, once they are able to work out the scheduling issues, because uh, I also I think he's also going to be in gladiator two, I recall, yeah, yeah. so, so there's, yeah, so that
0: movie needs a sequel like 20 years in the making, whatever,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> so he, you know, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot on his plate, we know, with Mandalorian. He did season three in in a sound booth. He'll do season four in a sound booth, assuming that you know, because it looks like that 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 story is going in a different direction anyway, with what they set up with Katie Sackhoff in season three. So he can, you know, you know, Brendan Wayne played the body of Mando of D'Jarin. So so yeah, so he could if he could somehow work all these things out. Um, and I guess they'll probably start filming Fantastic Four because I think they have gotten everyone else. I think it sounds like they got everyone else lined up as far as Vanessa Kirby, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Evan Baccarat, and um, Joseph Quinn, who was in Stranger Things. So yeah. we're good,
0: yeah. And then the other guy who's going to play the thing is in the bear, which is right. Um, so I'm going to be honest, I'm very Unsure about this casting. <laughs> I, just, I love Pedro Pascal. I I have loved him since the epic monologue in Game of Thrones. Um, Like, he owned that season. He's been on my radar ever since. I think he can do wrong. Um, I do not remember loving his performance in Wonder Woman <laughs> 2 in 1984. <laughs> I do not remember that. I also... Vaguely recall seeing him in a few other things where the man, in my opinion, every now and then he does do cash grabs. Um, but he's most wanted right now, like like you were saying. He's in a lot of major IPs. He's a very recognizable face. The others are up and coming. Um, I would have got it like this movie should have happened for Ven- Vanessa Kirby like three years ago. Half after. Oh, yeah. Hot off of her seasons on the crown because I was obsessed with her when she was on the crown. So, but so I'm glad that she's getting it now. Um, but I don't know. There's something I liked, I liked the cast, but then I threw when when I put Pedro Pascal's name in there, I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be. Like, let me let me just say something, okay? Hey. We're by the time this movie gets released, we will have had season two of The Last of Us, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, Pedro Pascal, I always looked him at him as Oberyn Tyrell, okay? Mm-hmm. No matter what he did, I was like, I see you, Oberyn. <laughs> I see you. <ya." laughs> um. I, due to his amazing performance in The Last of Us Season 1, we're going to have Season 2, and then you're going to make me watch him as Reed Richards? I ain't getting Joel out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I will, it'll be I, Joel or even him, just like I'm watching Pedro Pascal do something. Like, he's getting to that point where you're not watching the character, you're watching Pedro Pascal act. So, mm-hmm. Which can be very distracting for this kind of, these kind of movies um, sometimes. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But I think the thing is with the Fantastic Four, this is like the crown jewel as far as like characters, a team as far as Marvel and, and this comic book. Which is
0: amazing, because they've never gotten this movie right in the, like, four or five times they've tried it. They've never got, and I think where you're going with this, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's going to come down to cast chemistry, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. these four characters really need to have, these actors really need to have good chemistry for us to actually accept this as Marvel's first family.
2: Yeah, yeah that's
1: exactly it and my, oh, oh and the other thing too is to your point about up and comers mhm you
2: know,
1: i i think even though i think pedro is still he is you know he that that's his star is is still ascending i mean he, he and and for 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 fans of genre shows and stuff he you know he he's there for like you know for us but um, I think a lot of the general audience is still discovering him in, in some regard. So, but it's also be good for like casual fans because you may not be like hardcore Marvel folk, but casual fan will be like, Oh yeah, he's a guy that voiced Mando and
0: right, Star Wars.
1: Right. Yeah. So I don't think.
0: definitely. He, he's, yeah. So
1: he's not, he's not bigger than the role. I think the first family still bigger than the actors. Sure. And they're trying to get like you said, they're trying to get that right cast and right chemistry among the cast to, to do justice for this the first family of of, of of Marvel because to yeah, because it's well well documented that the other films were, were misses.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, I just also have to know who is Doctor Doom at this point. Yeah. Because that dynamic needs to have some really good casting to occur. Um,
1: do you think it will be Gosling or do you think it will be Adam Driver?
0: Oh, those are the choices right now?
1: That's what I'm hearing, yeah.
0: Okay, I don't like where this casting is going. <laughs> you just threw in Pedro Pascal and now randomly we're going to have Ken from the Barbie movie <laughs> play Doctor Doom? No, no, no. I also just don't see him ever doing a comic book movie. I just don't. Mm.
1: Well, the reason why, yeah, I think that's what I heard, because, you know, because, I mean, Doom and, and, and Reed are contemporaries. So age-wise, they're about the same. So. Right,
0: right, which, okay. But I also just, it feels like they're throwing names out there, which, I mean, Adam Driver, I bet, read for the part of Reed Richards. I don't think that rumor came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. So I could see... Yeah, he read for that part, but the casting director actually looked at the tapes and was like, actually, he's going to make a better Doctor Doom. Granted, now you got Kylo Ren (laughs) all (laughs) up in there playing (laughs) Like, Adam Driver is an amazing actor. I love the man. I do. He is amazing. I... (sighs) I just, I can't see this. Like, it just seems very weird to me. I liked it. I liked the first three names. I was like, okay, cool. Like, you got a lot of up-and-comers, a lot of names who I think people should know about more. Then you throw in Pedro Pascal, and I'm like, to your point, okay, well, you got to have that draw. A recognizable name and face that casual fans can be drawn to. Then you're going to throw in Kylo Ren? Are you kidding me? (laughs) So you're gonna have Joel versus Kylo Ren? Yeah. This is weird. It's I mean I get it. We're in the multiverse, but come on, (laughs) okay? (laughs) I don't. You're you're stretching it, pun intended, a little bit here for me to actually accept this crazy casting choice. Because another thing to point out about this. Um, and it's not just me wanting to talk more about the news because I don't really want to talk about um invincible but <laughs> <laughs> but i I think maybe also why I'm struggling with this casting is is just because it's an ensemble mm-hmm. right and so once you start putting those names they, to your point, Pedro Pascal may not be bigger than Reed Richards but he's bigger than the three other people that they're casting on this team. Yeah. (laughs) And so then you have this out, this outer, like this off balance potentially. But like I said, I don't know how these actors will work on screen in character. So this conversation could all be for naught. I've been wrong before.
1: Well, I would say Vanessa Kirby is not, almost there with pascal i mean she's 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 getting out there people know who she is i mean just like you said many folks remember from the crown and there's other things that she's been done doing recently so um and i think she's going at the right price because i know folks are looking at it like emma stone but she wanted too much money and i think this i think from i understand with with adam driver i think that was part of the problem too was he was wanting too much money and and Maybe that was that was why he sort of backed off. But other folks have heard, I know Jeff Snyder. Uh, I think when I was watching the um, uh, hot mic with him and Roca last over the weekend, they mentioned Mads Mickelson Jason Clark.
0: I and, heard about uh, Mads Mickelson thing, yeah. and my mind immediately went to, hasn't he done this part before? Yeah. That yeah. seems very typical. Like I don't, it doesn't seem as creative as it could be. Mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I'm curious about who will be Doctor Doom, especially yeah. with all of the conversation on how will Doctor Doom fit into this this phase of the MCU. Yep. Um and Doom versus Kang and potentially getting rid of Kang, um and going in a different direction altogether. That conversation is still a buzz, but
1: yeah. no
0: word on that. Um.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I did, I know. I had on there the news about the discussion about um which way Marvel is going with Kang, but then some other casting news drop. We'll, I know we're gonna get here to two in a, in a in a minute. But uh, yeah, you know, as far as that discussion, I know Daniel uh, Crichton is still. I guess looks like we will have Shang Chi uh, too, because um, you know he's dropping out of Kang Dynasty to to continue to direct that, and uh, I guess the Wonder Man, which probably maybe goes to spotlight now. What I'm hearing, um, so we'll see what happens with 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 that.
0: Yeah. Um, to talk about that other cast casting news, which it's funny. I don't know if this is news because I feel like three months ago, a rumor was brought up about this and me and you both signed up on it.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> on it. We're like, yeah, makes sense. But yeah. it has been confirmed that Nicholas Holt has been cast on, um, playing Lex Luthor in Superman legacy, which great, a great casting choice. Um, yeah. He's been due for this role, uh, like yep. role, like this type of role. I think at one point people were speculating he'll be Riddler in the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have seen that. Yep. Lex Luthor, yeah, he's there's something about Nicholas Holt where he can play the douchey billionaire asshole. Or you can play the really nice Bruce Wayne asshole. Like, he's got that look for either or. And also, everyone should now go and watch About a Boy, where you're going to see baby Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen About a Boy?
1: I have not. You've
0: never seen About a Boy? Oh, my God.
1: Oh, I need to check. that.
0: I've seen that movie so many times.
1: It's a, it's a it's a gap in my filmography but uh yeah.
0: oh it's it's so funny and i mean that's when i was first introduced to him
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but i didn't realize because it's it's just oh that's a kid actor okay fast forward when the kid is not a kid anymore the kid is like a young 20 year old and he's in this um british tv show called skins mm mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with the first two seasons of Skins, arguably the first like four seasons of Skins. But then it got a bit weird. But he was no <laughs> longer on it. Um. Anyways, so I feel like I feel like I've been on this train of more people need to know Nicholas Holt. Yeah. And I'm glad between this announcement, I know he's doing great work on the great He's done a lot of different projects. His career honestly reminds me a lot of Robert Pattinson's career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, except maybe a few more indie projects. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now he's arrived and it's like, hopefully this movie will be as great as everyone's saying it should be and will be. And him and um, the actor who got cast as Clark... We'll just have amazing on-screen chemistry, and we'll finally, finally get the dynamic that we've been waiting for for a good like three decades, two decades. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Since really since uh, Hackman and and Reeve with uh, yeah in the original uh, Superman uh, films. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, we you know we did talk about Nicholas Holt earlier. This year, I guess, right before the strike, whenever they had, he was one of the finalists along with Corn Sweat, who did ultimately get cast as Clark. Um, but even then, they were like, yeah, he, he's Lex, he's Lex. And I guess talks resumed after the strike. And, um, yeah, and depending on what trade you look at, I think Deadline said he's been cast. I think Hollywood Reporter and a couple others are still hedging to saying they're still in talks, but all signs point to him being officially cast. So, and I, and I know they also cast, um, I can't remember the actress's name. Uh but they also I guess the authority, uh the engineer, uh was also she was cast, which I guess is also gonna play a a role um as far as some of the villains in in, in Superman legacy. So um I
0: just realized they cast two Brits. Like yeah. the Brit playing Clark and the Brit playing Lex. That's funny.
1: <laughs> I thought I thought Corn was American
0: oh maybe I had that oh yeah we went through like yeah, five yeah, yeah. conversation yeah it was an,
1: but they, there was a Brit who was who was one of the three
2: five yeah
0: we got yeah. I got them confused okay anyway yeah. yeah that is it for our casting and trailer discussions and now it brings us to our return to the invincible saga after two years yeah. <laughs> um the Okay. Did you watch it in order, like Adam Eve and then the first yeah. episode? Okay. Yeah. I watched
1: Adam Eve, the prequel standalone episode first, uh, and then I watched Star of Season 2.
0: Okay. I did it correctly. And so now I can blame you because I feel like I should have watched them oppositely. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have actually watched Adam Eve after the first episode because I will be honest, I, for at least the first Well, she wasn't really in the first 10 minutes of the episode or the special event, but I had no idea who she was. Actually I could I will honestly say because I give people nothing but my honest opinions about things, I didn't know who she was for the entire episode. I was just <laughs> like I I do like what is to this a new bad guy for the next season? I was to, like, I don't
1: know. To be fair, it has been two years since we since I mean because it was June of twenty I guess it was yeah, it was twenty twenty one when season one of Invincible dropped. And, and um, so it's, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's, and, and her, her character was one that, um, you know, thinking back when we talked about it two years ago, I can't remember if we really spent much time on.
0: Uh, I th- I feel like near- she came in maybe halfway through the season. She wasn't front and center throughout the entire, she, was she... or was she? I don't she know. Was.
1: Yeah just, yeah yeah but she clearly did not make uh, impression on you that it, it stuck with you too to, wow. and i remember yeah and and to you know and and we you know whatever the show cuz it actually dropped back in the summer um as far as this special um adamy standalone prequel as far as her origin story and and i remember then you were kind of like you were kind of iffy about it let's you were like let's just save it until get to invincible later this year and here we are so
0: (laughs) yeah where i'm actually forced to watch it um yeah i watched it i again was very like i remember watching invincible season one begrudgingly and and then the last like few episodes i remember the finale Mm -hmm. mainly Um, because that's when it really went up a notch and was very interesting and unexpected and, Mm -hmm. and a lot of blood and a lot of just, just it went in a direction, like, it was a really good finale that kind of leaves an imprint. Granted, a lot of the finale had to do with the main character and the main character's dad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the mom, but not a lot of the other characters. I don't. I vague I don't really remember anyone outside there was... like that family.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so she, so she, Adam, so Eve and Amber were part of the whole Mark love triangle.
0: Right, right. Which, which I picked up on. Like this yeah. is, this goes back to what I wanted, to, like my original point is, I picked up on that when I watched the first episode of the second season. I was like, okay, I, I see you now. Memories starting to come back, although like I could care less. Um, so I feel like I should have watched that episode before watching that. (laughs) But at the same time, I just because that finale is so memorable, Mm -hmm. this whole episode it was so generic. Yeah, for Adam Eve, it was very well and we'll get to the first episode of season two. But this this Adam Eve was it was very generic where I don't I can understand from an extent like we want to flesh out her backstory and we can't do that as a plot B. So we're going to have this like drop this episode and it's going to be like it's mini movie and just featuring her and how she came to be and what her struggles are. But she's a, she's a essentially half human, half, half experiment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and the, the, we got the, the stereotypical mad scientist who at last minute realizes like she's still half human so she's got she's got to be protected so so he gives her to to a family without a kid as a replacement child and then she's brought up not knowing like feeling odd and abnormal and then she realizes she has powers and then she she doesn't she like takes it too far and doesn't realize like the government wants her for their own like horrible purposes, whatever yeah. um yeah. yeah, it's just I felt like there was nothing interesting, like generic is the best word I can use to describe this Adam Eve special event
1: yeah uh, that's that's a- that's a very fair comparison, I think. Honestly, I, I it was slow to build up for for me as well. Uh, I I liked it. Um was it the best thing ever? No. Uh but I I think for me I guess what it, where where it really picked up was when she did finally discover her powers and um and learning how to use her powers and you know going on a superhero journey. But again, we've seen, you know, it, I guess this is the thing about origin stories. Uh we we've seen so many of them and they sort of follow the same general beat that it, it did feel a little derivative of 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 it. Where it where for me where it really got interesting was when the other the, the Feld experiments were introduced. To the scene and, and and when she had the big they had the big fight in in the town uh, as far as you know phases two three phases one two three I think she was phase five or whatever maybe she was phase one and they I can't remember no what she
0: was that. she was phase one because yeah. each experiment got more yeah. worse
1: more, more worse right with yes. each
0: attempt, which is kind of ridiculous in my mind because I'm like really like. It seems a bit absurd of how each experiment after could get more worse than the one before. Like, yeah. that that seems a bit well, backwards, okay. and I don't yeah. really understand that.
1: Yeah, I guess it's but, like the whole thing of trying to capture lightning in the bottle again, and they just weren't able to. And so. Yeah,
0: but why would the experiments get more worse, like, uh-huh. with each failed attempt? Like, you, you're you, – yeah, anyway –
1: yeah but the bottom month. yeah but I don't yeah and I really don't want to spend too much time on this this episode either um but I will say that I think it did get it did get more interesting for me at least when whenever they were going through that and and really just sort of the i guess like she and Mark having this uh, the whole the whole family dynamic you know as far as like at least with her her adoptive family just was always striving for her to be be perfect and she could never measure up and and then you know and then uh, uh, where mark was always wanting to thinking his dad was perfect and and then it turns out <laughs> that he was you know evil monster i guess they were trying to st- know show show the differences but the similarities and differences as far as their, their upbringings and stuff. So you know it it, it served what it, it served a purpose for what it was. It was just it was just origin story to to sort of do some world building because there you know there, there were some things that did lead into some into the main invincible universe. Um as far as you know the overall story. So with Omni Man and and the, the guardians of the, um, guardians of the globe and it really fleshing them out as far as characters. So I think it, you know, so for me, it, it did serve the purpose of, of world building, but that was, that was about the extent of it. But I did understand that Robert Kirkman is thinking about doing some more of these standalone, uh, origin stories for, for some of the other characters in, in this universe. So, you know, we may get more of these.
0: What is with the double G? What is with the double G? I asked because. We got Guardians of the Dalkin in Gen V. We got Guardians of the Galaxy in the MCU, and we got Guardians of the Globe or whatever in this show. Yeah. What's with the double G? Why? Why? I
1: I think he likes to play on play on that on words there. Um, and yeah, obviously you know these are all archetypes of of the Justice League. So I think he just well that's loves- not
0: a double G. I'm just I'm just wondering. No no no, just the just the, a lot of double G. Yeah. Words. It's just it's funny it's, to me.
1: That's that's a um, good thing. I'm gonna look at you know now that you put that out there. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm sure there's there's gotta be an answer out there for for, for that Kirkman's probably talked about on some I podcast mean, or something. So.
0: I accept it for Gen V because The Boys is a total satire of this genre, so yeah. I get it. <laughs> but yeah. but when I heard it in here, I was like, wait a second, yeah. <laughs> why does this sound so familiar and. And also, like, talk about origin story with Gen V. We got Bloody Marie within the first five minutes having a very explosive pun intended um, bloody uh, origin story. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to do that within five minutes, and then I'm going to sit down and watch Adam Eve, which is like something, in my opinion, something from that, a story, an origin story that has been told, like, since the eighties. Like it's mm. so so typical. Um but anyway, so what about episode one, a lesson of for your next life, um Invincible Season Two, Will, what are your thoughts on that?
1: So I to your point about the impression that season one left and I really really uh, you know I really enjoyed this the first episode of season two of, of invincible uh, really how uh, we you see the the fallout from that devastating reveal uh and and, and mark literally getting beat to uh, just an inch of his life um, at the end of at the end of season one uh, but really um so yeah so really you know it's only been a month. Since that incident, so and, and seeing Mark trying to to come to grips with what happened, seeing how his mom was also dealing with some of the uh, you know dealing with the PTSD from you know learning what Nolan Omni Man thought of her as far as the pet and, and 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 really the st- the opening of this episode, uh, if you hadn't watched Invincible before and 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 you get dropped into uh, you, you check it out for the first time, and, and you see Omni Man and and Mark working together. Uh, you know, it could definitely throw you for a loop. I, mean, I as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, yeah, I know we're in a multiverse. As soon as I saw it start, but it was still a very effective opening uh, to start the season for me.
0: Um, I did not know that we were in the multiverse. I I did I did not know that that was happening. Um, I had forgotten anything I might have picked up on. From the trailers like months ago, mm. and I clearly have forgotten about this TV show from two. Years ago.
1: <laughs> That's so, a long well, break, yeah.
0: So my whole thing was watching the opening, and being like, "This is a dream sequence, dream sequence. He's going to wake up because he's afraid that he made that choice. Nightmare did not happen." Um. So what I did like about this episode was the structure. The mm-hmm. plane with the time with the multiverse, but at the same time, I think, as you were talking about your thoughts and you were talking about the character's emotional struggles um and those beats, I was mm-hmm. thinking to myself, Man, damn it will see you're sitting here, going into pathos and and Mark's <laughs> journey as the character, and I'm sitting here thinking. WTF? Why is the multiverse in everything now? I'm burnt out yeah. on the multiverse. Okay, yeah. I don't, I I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I'm just sitting here like as soon as we got the council yeah. of Anstr-, Anstr-, Anstr I'm just like, oh god.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That is completely fair.
0: It's it's a lot and it's a lot of things we've yeah. just seen very recently and it's yeah. just I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah. Um and so I'm I'm thinking like while you're actually looking into like the character's journeys, I'm just getting distracted by the spectacle right now. Mm-hmm. And what they've thrown in here of and and that's distracted me where I can't think, like, I'm not thinking about Mark and his journey and, like, his whole thing about what he's gone through and the trauma that he's trying to repair and make right with himself, given the situation that occurred in the season finale. So there is a lot to unpack there. But for, for this episode, I was like, Mark, save your tears. What the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, we got a big brain dude, a council. I can't, I can't deal with another Kong con- King story. I just can't do it.
1: <laughs> that's, that's completely fair. And I, and I, and I, and as I was making my notes for tonight, I, I did make a note about the multiverse, and and it, it is, it is, it, you know, given that we're fresh off of Loki. Yeah, and and then we have the whole Marvel multiverse saga, and and I get where you know, and, and I know Invincible is is, is it does in some degree, you know, like like the boys, um, is is, is satire and kind of pokes fun at mm-hmm. at those at the at the big boys. I mean, that was sort of the whole you know, whole thing why how um. Uh, the the publisher for for these comics actually I think Kirkman left you know Marvel and DC because he got tired of like doing the same archetype stories. Um, when he you know when he created the Walking Dead and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so it's it, I, I completely get it. I mean that's a totally fair criticism, and I think because of that, I really focus that that I was like okay multiverse fuck all right let me get because I'm just gonna so much- watch it. I'm just gonna watch I wanna see Mark's journey here and and really and really and, I, and and I think for in doing that I was able to really enjoy this episode because otherwise I would be, I would have been like you where it's just like, oh man, I not know, multiverse again. Really?
0: It's just it, it i mean, it's not just that we got Loki yeah. but we also um got across the Spider Verse yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. And and I I think I mentioned on last week's podcast, I recently rewatched majority of that movie. So it's, it's fresh in my mind. And then on top of that, to your point, we're just coming off of Gen V, which is an existent show within the boys. So even, and, and everyone knows how much I love Gen V and the boys. And so even though this show is intended to do that type of satire, now I'm comparing the satire part of it with Gen V. <laughs> yeah,
2: that, yeah. That's a pretty and, high
0: and, bar.
1: <laughs> well, hell, I mean, well, I mean prior to and you're not, prior to the show airing, we were getting just inundated on social media with Homelander versus Omni Man memes and, and, and and even was it the, uh, skin, one of the, was it Mortal Kombat? One of the, one of the video games, they just recently released an update where you could have Homelander versus Omni Man. So, and I know we're not getting, we're talking about things outside of the show, but, but it does, it is that kind of saturation point now where it's just like, it's just all these properties are just sort of, overlapping with one another and you can't help but like and I know we used to do this compare. yeah compare I mean I know we used to do this with Dareverse yeah. um and and now we're doing it with you know with with these these other things that are airing contemporaneous to one
2: another and and yeah
0: yeah it's just a lot where suddenly the bar keeps getting raised mm mm-hmm and so then to come off like literally really fresh yeah. <laughs> off similar projects and to to have this it's it's just like okay but just yeah. so you know you will be compared to all of these other things that really worked yeah. and and had more time to breathe i mean i mean i guess that's what i'm feeling at this point i'm just like damn i am not allowed at least a month to breathe yeah. here, like yeah. for something different, um, which starting next week, we will start covering Doom Patrol to, to end that saga. Um, so maybe that will be the time when we get a breath of fresh air. But I, yeah. I do, I, I do want to place emphasis though, that despite me getting distracted by that concept and obviously distracted by all the double G's happening in these universes that are not shared but semi-shared because they're satire.
1: Actually, what? If, yeah, what? semi-shared satire. But yeah, one little note too about shared universes. So you're talking about Spider-Man. I so uh, Mark and and Spider-Man actually did a crossover once in the comic books.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I think you told me that in season one, but I don't remember yeah. much. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, because Angstrom, I mean, basically just plug, take it, take out, take out one African American character, stick in Jonathan, take out Sterling K. Brown, and put in Jonathan Majors. I mean, they're, you know, because I mean, Angstrom. Le- 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 Levi is like he, he is king. I mean, his even his whole modus of operation, you know, he has this god complex because he wanted to, you know, he, he- you know he he going to travel the multiverse and learn, amass all this knowledge so he can like save cancer, you know, and cancer and have world peace and all the you know those motivations are all very similar to things that we that we've been seeing. I mean, where it does work for me as far as like taking it out of the multiverse, you know, to the conflict part within the story contained within, within Invincible. Again, with Mark being the focal point and hearing those things from Omni-Man from season one and, 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 and with similar types of, you know, the Viltramites were going to do all these wonderful things as far as how we're going to save the universe and stuff. So, you know, so those kind of things do help me like, Remind me like, oh yeah, they do have their own original story here, but it still feels derivative derivative of other things.
0: Yeah. Um what what I'll say is Armstrong, he I accepted it when he was still like, no bloodshed, like mm-hmm. nobody dies. Like he they they played they walked a very fine line with his character that brought something different where mm-hmm. to an extent Yeah, he's making all of these promises, but all of his actions I was I was on board with because it was just he he was very clear about that. Mm -hmm. And then and then he had that line like, no, even when he sees Mark is about to get killed, he's like, no, I won't build my utopia on bloodshed. But then where he 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 transformed into a stereotypical villain is the moment like. He came back for that cut scene and or that mid credit scene and suddenly was like, Oh, now that I have the memories of all of these other from all of these other versions of me where Omni Man and Mark did take over and destroyed everything, I want my revenge. And now they've made a freak. I'm like, oh no. Oh
2: yeah.
0: Oh no. Now he's just a revengeful he's he's the rival like why like i i feel like they they did some things because his version isn't the evil version of this character isn't who we're first introduced to we're actually introduced to like a better version of him Mm -hmm. but a version from a dimension where this this tragedy occurs and mark's mark makes a different choice
2: yeah.
0: And and we even see him like, like be, be put there and go into the device. And so they could have done something very interesting, like with by the end of this episode, like through all of these series events, he does become that version. And I think I would buy it a little bit more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But and I get it, like technically, this version of Angston is does have his memories, so yeah. but I don't know it just it just um I don't think I watched this at a time that it could really hit me the way it was attended to
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um, and I blame Adam Eve mainly for now <laughs> <laughs> no i I sometimes when we watch things. Um, I think you have to be open and wanting you, you have to almost like not wanting because we watch things all the time where I'm like, Oh God. And and you're, you're sometimes like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we watching this? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I just, I think that if I really take a step back and I think about everything I liked about the episode, it's fine. It is mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. um especially for the first episode and and I know and I and I know that it will get better because of things I'm hearing and also just how season 1 played out for me mm-hmm. but at the same time it's kind of frustrating that um, I I wasn't given that opportunity to breathe with these concepts so that this could have hit me the way it was intended to, especially since it's been a two year wait.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, it won't be as long when the second set of four episodes drop after because uh, I think we're I think the fourth and final episode for the first, I guess, part a of uh, season two airs this this Friday and then they'll be on a break until sometime in 2024, which we haven't gotten the release date for the, the at least as of this recording, we haven't gotten the, the release date for uh, the, the final four episodes. So.
0: And just reminded me of Spider-Verse. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> like 25 oh. other things like what is with this whole we're going to drop these episodes here, these episodes there. It's just like, why, why are you, why are you treating us like we don't consume so much content that by the time we get to the next set of episodes, we we will have to go back or just be stubborn and be like, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna finish this thing. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, uh yeah. Like I said, I I think you made some very excellent points about why, you know, why because of market saturation. This episode, this this episode may. And, you know, maybe a lot of folks out there, some of our listeners, I love to hear from folks. Is, did did you have the same kind of reaction when when we whenever the Mahler brothers were like, well, really, from that initial moment when we see Yangstrom uh, in the one universe drop through the portal and you're just like, oh, boy, here we go. I mean, literally in the first, you know, 10 minutes of the episode, we we get introduced to another multiverse. Um and I know and apparently I you know, and I haven't read the comics, but I mean I know, I do understand that you know Invincible does go pretty deep into uh, multiversal concepts, you know, in, in in the comics themselves. So so you know, everybody has one and 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 you just sort of have to learn the rules of this particular multiverse, like in, in this one, I mean you can you can jump between portals. You know he can jump between dimensions, but he can't do it within. You know he can't go from teleport from point A to point B within. You know in in the dimension that he's currently in. So, um, and, but you know there were some funny bits. Like every time I think about the the Mauler brothers, you know during that in the, during the third act of the episode where uh, they they realize whenever he summons all the other Maulers from the other other uni other universes and they were like wait a minute we thought we were special <laughs> so <laughs> so you know the, so there those were the things that really stood out to me in this in this in this first episode as far as why i remember it, it especially why i remember why i liked the first season so much and i granted and granted I, I, I know we had a similar discussion too when we were talking about season one uh where it did take a moment for it to cook but once, but once, once it got going, um, it, it really, it really landed very solidly, and and um, you know, and and I think we we got elements of that in this episode, like Cecil's uh wariness of of having Mark be, you know, getting back out in the field because of what just happened a month earlier, and I, and I think they, you know, they really drive that point home that look, the, you know those scars are still, still very fresh and, and it's a Cecil's right to like tell Mark, Hey, slow down. And I mean, any, any, any TV show that has, you know, radio Radiohead as part of their score, you know, gets a point for me. So, hmm. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so like I said, there were a lot of things about it that I, as I told you, you know, DMs, um, I really did enjoy, I enjoyed the, the kickoff of, of the series. And hopefully as we progress, um, into the remaining three episodes. Um, hopefully, we'll get as we get some space from other things, and 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 throw in Doom Patrol into our mix. You can, you'll you'll enjoy it more.
0: Yep, but I was lukewarm on Loki season two, so we'll see how this goes.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true.
0: <laughs> and it's. It, I mean, I yeah. I I think by the end of it, I'll be fine. I don't foresee me I mean I didn't it's been two years but still I think even at the time as much as I liked the season finale it's still not a show that I actively am anticipating or um, Mm re-watching so I think I will I will watch it I will see what happens and I will point out anything that rubs me the wrong way (laughs) It'll oh. be like any other review I do.
2: Well yeah,
1: well no okay. one can ever accuse us of being uh, us of ever being shills for anything. So <laughs>
0: well, you can't be with DC, but
1: what <laughs> no. Oh no 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 I'm not, there's no more D, I'm, no more D C slander. As much you know, Marvel that they have lost their, you know, the road the the bloom is like uh turn come off that rose, so yeah. they even they have their issues.
0: <laughs> uh. All right. On that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K.
0: Yeah. And in, just in case that wasn't clear, you can find me on Twitter, formerly or ex-formerly known as Twitter, at Nerd. Print us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and threads at Nerd. And visit our website, com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you hear podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.